You're listening to the Nerd on Mike Commentary. I'm Jeremy Jones. I just finished watching Netflix's Death Note movie, literally 15 minutes before sitting down to sort through my thoughts and formulate my commentary on it. So bear with me, this is a fresh and raw opinion on a film that's major buzz has mostly been focusing on the casting's lack of Asian presence. So, setting aside anything to do with the cast of the film's racial heritage, I think the film is subpar. I never really know what to expect with Netflix because of its vast reservoir of B and C films that outpace the number of A rank titles I tend to expect that out of their productions. Then I see TV shows like Daredevil, Stranger Things, and Voltron Legendary Defenders and my expectations rise. So Netflix can be hit or miss on quality of shows. I went into the Death Note film with relatively high expectations. I completely forgot about other adaptions of hit anime and anime-esque shows, namely Dragon Ball Evolution and The Last Airbender. Dragon Ball Evolution and The Last Airbender suffered from two fatal flaws that appeared in this film, and to address those flaws, I'm going to briefly touch on those films. First, Dragon Ball Evolution attempted to Americanize the narrative and its characters. We see this in Goku, who acts as a Peter Parker-type teenager only to discover that he has hidden power dwelling within him. The plot also inserts a strong romantic subplot in the form of Goku crushing on a warrior named Chi-Chi. This is vastly different from the manga's characterization of Goku, where he is innately strong and simply overpowers his enemies who constantly underestimate him. And the character of Chi-Chi, who is barely, barely remembered by Goku, forces the young martial artist to marry her. Those two changes showed massive Western influence on Dragon Ball Evolution and, in my opinion, ruined the film. The second fatal flaw that I'll extrapolate from The Last Airbender is trying to do too much. The Last Airbender film attempted to stuff an entire 20-episode season of content into a feature film. In doing so, it shaved away the fun, humorous moments of the show that rounded out the narrative in favor of focusing on major plot points that lacked as much character development. Death Note picks up on both of these. The film centers around a genius who has the power of death literally fall into his lap, or next to his lap. Rather than intelligently plan out how he will use this power, he instantly shows it off to his high school crush. This changes the dynamic of the story to focus on his romantic relationship and distracts from the battle of wits between the genius Light, also known as Kira, and the detective known only as L. So that alters the film's adaption quite a bit. It also skips over a lot of Kira's rise to power. A quick montage is used to showcase his various killings and fast-track him to a position of fame and worship. The pacing of this film also doesn't aptly show his development from screaming man-boy to Einstein-level serial killer. We're just forced to ignore these sudden changes in maturity and apparent intelligence. The film wraps up with a fantastic stroke of inspiration on Kira's part that helps to offset his showcase stupidity that was displayed early on. My favorite characters in this version of Death Note are the death god Ryuk and Kira's girlfriend Mia. L was in the running, but towards the end of the film, he becomes unbalanced and loses that edge that makes him such an awesome character. Kira's mood swings and intelligence make him 
uninteresting as a protagonist, and his father isn't particularly interesting beyond his role as a plot device. Overall, if you haven't been exposed to Death Note, make sure you watch this adaption first, because the manga, the anime, and the Japanese film trilogy are leaps and bounds ahead of this film. So, you'll never be able to fully enjoy this movie when comparing it to the source material. One final positive aspect of the film is its ending. It has strayed from the path of the source material and has thus opened itself to a variety of possibilities for future installments if Netflix decides to pursue further films. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Nerd on Mike Commentary. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Now, in a few weeks, I'll be putting the podcast on a brief hiatus to recharge and plan out future commentaries. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Jones.